Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event. Welcome everybody to Monk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. Introducing first. They got accompanied by his best friend from wherever, Wayne, whatever, freshly squeezed. And now, the best in the world, Mr. Rizzo. Welcome to the Honk If You Love Wrestling Podcast. This week, TBZ and myself, Mr. Rizzo, discuss the subjective art form of professional wrestling. When we talk about MJF versus Omega, tag team wrestling getting hot, Chamber of Horrors, and wrestling with some Halloween. Let's start the show. Rizzo! Rizzo! Oh, he's coming after me. Oh, no. No, what? I just wanted to hang out and maybe make some, you know, peanut butter jay sandwiches or something and, you know, mow the lawn, move some furniture. The things friends do, you know? Just just make sure you take the crusts off the bread. You know I you know I hate those crusts. Why why do they even make them with the bread? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> How you doing, right, Mr. Rizzo? Cool. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah. We had uh it's the spooky Halloween week. So, we had a lot of stuff with Halloween. And I want to keep that Halloween theme maybe Maybe throughout the show somehow, I didn't dress up. I dressed up like I don't. I don't know what I dressed up like. I know. I know. There's heathens out there that would disagree with me here, but since Halloween happened in the middle of the week, we can wait until the end of the week. It's Halloween yeah, until the end of the week. Your, it's the best of both worlds. You get to have the party either the weekend before or the weekend after. You get to have. Lots I'll just say this: I argued with somebody who said the minute it becomes November, it's Christmas season, and I said you are ass. That's it's insane. I wouldn't mind going to a Christmas party over the weekend, but I'm still going to wear my costume. December. That's when Christmas is. Okay, Each I'm- one of these holidays has a month. Stay in your fucking lane, Christmas, for fuck's hey, sake. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Christmas a little extra time and say the day after Thanksgiving. Thank you. Okay. At least let Thanksgiving have its day. I mean, <laughs> like there, there is a limit where we get to watch Adam's Family too because of the Thanksgiving. You know, that's my favorite thing. I always watch Adam's Family too around Thanksgiving because of the whole Pocahontas scene. Um, but other than that, like, yeah, day after Thanksgiving, it's Christmas time and we're flying right through Halloween. I want to get back to Halloween. I still got orange and purple and, uh, and candy on my table. Uh, lots of Halloween stuff before I get into the wrestling Halloween stuff. How was your Halloween? It wasn't bad. Kind of uneventful, but I stayed home to, uh, give out candy to trick-or-treaters. Nice. You got a nice place that's giving out some good, good trick-or-treat candy. We don't get too many, but we could at least, you know, upwards, I'd say like 15 or so. Yeah. Well, for where I'm at, which I'm really happy about, I now have a house that I can give out candy, but I live in a little bit of a side street, which I kind of enjoy. I don't have a lot of traffic, so there wasn't a lot of people, but I wasn't planning on giving out candy. I was going to go over to my parents' house to give out, and I wasn't really feeling it. I had a nice spooky Halloween by staying home, playing with the dog cuddling up when it was because it was snowing outside in buffalo and i watched the movie three amigos you know a good halloween movie well so the problem is is that like while i didn't do much on halloween i think i was using it as a chance to kind of uh gear down if you will throughout the entire month of october i had uh been watching horror movies in my hunt for this year's best horror movie you did it right you did it right i only watched a couple things i watched Shaun of the Dead with my daughter. Nice. Classic. Um, and she enjoyed that. You know, it, it held up for how it, it was good. Yeah, it like definitely is. A at 12. Fun one. She'll show her hot fuzz next. She's going to love the pairing. I know exactly. I wanted to do that. I was thinking about watching another scary movie here or there, but no, you're right. Hot fuzz is where to go. Neat. Uh, so, so yeah. yeah, I'll get that with her. But it was a good season for sure on, on the movie front. Uh, it actually came down to like three of them that I was kind of hemming and hawing on. I was like, I do not feel strongly about either of these <laughs> to really actually think about these and be like, how was my experience with this movie? Well, that's cool. You had a, you had a lot to choose from. You got to see a lot. That's cool. Yes. Yes. Oh. Let's see. I saw a lot of stuff that have to do with Halloween and the wrestling. Um, before I get into 
what I mentioned in the open, which is a Halloween House of Horrors uh, for WWE, which was, have you heard of the jam band Billy Strings? I'm going to go with no, Alex. Okay. He's getting a little bit popular, a little, little out there too, a little bit more mainstream as well. It's a bluegrass country little jam band a little bit. I think this past year he might have actually, or last couple of years, he won like bluegrass album of the year besides mm-hmm. being an awesome jam band and stuff. Hmm. He's been on tour showing up with Goose. He's just a great guitarist. Well, he had a grand old concert last night where it was basically like a wrestling event. They had a pre-show where they had announcement of uh, like two guys who were um, calling the, the the match and just talking crap about the team or the talking about wrestlers, but about the band. And when the band came out, each individual member got full entrances and full makeup and costume for a bunch of wrestlers. Nice. And I got video and I'll show you some of them, but like, like the one guy playing the mandolin was dressed as Sting. Yo, put it out on the Twitters. Formerly known plenty of it. There's plenty of it out there. There's plenty of it out there. I'll share some stuff. Hell yeah. Um, for, our list, for our honkers out there. The guy playing stand-up bass was The Undertaker. Payne <laughs> was the drums. Um, the one guy who's playing slide guitar one time was Ric Flair. The they had Stone Cold was playing the violin. Uh, and then Can't Billy Strange was dressed as Hulk Hogan. It was awesome. When you see Sting and... Uh, no, somebody else was dressed up like uh, Macho Man. And it was Macho Man and Stone Cold playing the guitar and violin at each other. It looked awesome. Uh, this one woman that came on stage who, I guess her name is Sierra Hall. They said that she made her debut at the Grand Old Opry at like 10 and playing the the mandolin at 12 at Carnegie Hall. And she came on stage dressed in full Rhea Ripley gear and did the full music. She did the stop. I was like, Ooh, she might actually be a wrestling fan. She did the whole thing looking awesome with their entrance. I mean, at that point, obviously, (laughs) well, some people were just dressed as them. And then like they did a video that superimposed their face, but I don't know how much these people were actually. So you can tell some of them weren't, they're just trying to play the but the way she went at it, I was thinking maybe she might be more of a fan. The way she went a little more. One of the only people that did like someone modern. Everyone else was like old school uh, wrestlers. But they had a little ring in front of it. And then they had a running bit throughout the show where they had a, one of the guitar techs gotten to a beef with Billy Strings about denning his guitar. And they fought and they did he did the bump where he threw him off the stage and landed on the crash pad. And then they fought a little bit in the ring and knocked the dude out who was dressed as Rey Mysterio. It was it was really a fun time. I watched the show, it was really cool. And again, I'm not sure I haven't seen much of them. I know of them being an awesome jam band, but I don't know how they go they stray from their normal music. They went from their the regular catalog to playing Enter Sandman. And Billy Strings is just an awesome guitarist playing the solo. So it was just worked. And I don't know. It was just an awesome time. So that's the one thing that I saw that do with, like, the wrestling. It was really cool. I got to show you some video of that guy. The video you're talking about reminded me of the one that was shared in our group chat where I asked if that was Sting because it was, like, an older video. Yes, yes, because yeah. – uh, he didn't have the black and white sting at that point. He was yeah, still it was like maybe the Hollywood hunk just coming version. Up. It was of like sting. surfer sting, or or oh, like uh, fuck, um, Ultimate Warrior a little bit. Almost, yep, yeah, exactly. Anyhow, but I, I saw a video of him like that, and I go, oh my god, is that Sting? Only to really mean that it was just like he was buff then. Like I, looking at him today, I was just like, oh, maybe he was kind of just like a tall dude or something you know it just but like he was kind of jacked when he was in his prime i don't think he's that far off i bet you he looked like bigger jericho it's the arms that got me yeah true but i mean that's you know the passage is all i'm getting at it was just i was when, when i he, think of sting as a younger wrestler i just didn't think him that big so i was just kind of like oh good on you sting 
Yes, yes, beefy. He was beefy. But yeah, what else? What else? Uh, yeah, keeping it with the Halloween. I did watch a couple of those. Uh, I gave you. I gave you a transitional opportunity there. Oh uh, man, I, I dropped the ball. My bad. <laughs> my bad. I wasn't talking. Figured about- we'd just jump in instead of talking to keeping the Halloween. We've got to get to Halloween havoc soon. Yeah, that's true. I can get to that too eventually. <laughs> I won't. Sh- I won't jump into that now. We'll get to that later. Oh no, no, no! I just meant not. on with the show. <laughs> we will. We will. I wanted to talk about the Chamber of Horrors little thing sure. that they did with the the YouTubes. I don't know how many of there are. There are like five or six that they did with WWE. I thought it was on like a like broadcast TV. It, I don't think it's on Peacock. If it is, I'm so mad that I didn't watch it on Peacock. I mean, YouTube's free anyway. What did you really pay for it? Well, it was infuriating watching the show for how many ads there were. Oh, my. Yeah, that's how YouTube catches you. They're like, because on certain things, I have no problem watching, you know, it's they both of them were like 26 minutes that I watched a couple of them. I watched like three of them. They're 26 minutes long. And some of them are unskippable or. Like it's like, oh, you can skip in six seconds. Ad also ends in six seconds. You well, piece of it shit. didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter because if this thing would have been twenty seven and there was like three times where I had to watch like a four minute video, yeah. I would have been fine with that. I wanna say the one that I watched, it stopped nine times throughout the video. And it's just like I the video are supposed to build tension with the sound and what they're doing for the haunted house and it just destroyed all of it for me so i couldn't it was it reminded one of the movies we tried to watch we had to go through tubi and uh it had commercials and we, we were just we were not ready for that because like exactly oh. what you said it'll cut in and just be like cool there goes all the tension where were we again i fucking forgot i got to relearn everything yeah again. but like the two of them that they the least that they were kind of somewhat interesting and I'm going to leave someone for a tease because I was supposed to look something up, but I never did. But it was Shotzi Bailey, and they went with uh, – I'm sorry, Shotzi, Scarlet, and Bailey went to this uh, – Haunted house? Well, there's a couple places that people went to, but they went to this mystery house, uh, Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, where Shotzi and Bailey are both from. And – it was they talk about this like equipment and stuff they do and you can be as skeptical and I'm not I'm I don't really care much about the equipment or what they're using to see stuff or whatever. So it's just a little freaky on saying, hey, I'm using an app to be able to, you know, record something that makes sense and I can do this, blah blah blah. But the fact that uh oh what was I saying about Shotzi and Bailey? Oh no! The they fact went. that they they do all that that part you can tell Scarlet is really into. Shotzi is just having fun being there, and Bailey is kind of scared along for the ride. But at the place that they were at, I don't remember the deal with the woman who was who got murdered. But they had a room where that you couldn't get into. They finally broke into it, and then there was a safe there. So it's like an escape room, basically. Then when they broke into the safe, I'm talking about the people who originally bought the house after this woman Mm. had passed away. They finally broke into the room. There was a safe in the room. When they opened the safe, there was another safe in the safe. (laughs) Eventually, there were 18 safes in there. And at the end, there were like three items that were like two pictures and like the lock of his daughter's hair. Like, it was just weird. So that was the one thing that on that whole episode, and it was a little weird. But, like, the one that was really cool, sort of, was Shotzi and Scarlet taking Dirty Dom, because that's actually what it said on the bottom. Yeah, that's his gimmick now. With Rhea to St. Augustine Old, like, Haunted Jail in Florida. <laughs> and I guess it's, like, this crazy... Hey, I spent time in prison. <laughs> Yeah, it, well, exactly. That's what they asked yeah. him. Like, hey, yeah, Dom, is that's this kind of like the the prison you're in? He's like, I was, I, I was in a different kind of. No, this is not. <laughs> he was pretty freaked out. Him oh and Rhea were pretty freaked out about this place. Yeah. I don't blame them for how they were did. But first, Dominic told a story though where he had an encounter. 
he said that when he was, his uncle died in 95. He was born in 97. And then a few years later, he said that there was this time where he was like underneath the coffee table and he was talking with somebody and they told him, you know, when he died and what car he had. And that's, you know, what his uncle had. So he doesn't really remember that, but that's what his uh, his grandma and that told him that he did when he was younger. And he always believes that that guy's his guardian angel and always follow him around. But that was a really freaky story. But back to the jail, as creepy as this place is, general population in this jail were most people were like eight to ten in a room and there were like four beds. And this place was so horrible, nobody lasted there for two years. You know, like that whole thing. Conditions that room, were so bad. Conditions were so bad. It was so bad in this place of like eight to ten people, four beds. There's just a bucket to go to the bathroom. That's it. And then I can't imagine what everything else with like solitary confinement or anything else was. But that was just general population of uh, how horrible this place was. <laughs> So it was just, they were freaked out about some of the stuff, how creepy that place actually was for what it, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was kind of cool. It's kind of interesting, kind of fun for Halloween. Getting in the spirit. There were more of them and I wouldn't mind watching them. I like watching all that stuff. There's like, I think the Good Brothers are on one. (laughs) I think Grayson Waller is on one. Returning to their roots as zombies. (laughs) Yeah. Kayla Braxton's on one. And... I'm a little skeptical about the equipment and how they're trying to contact and talk to people. And I can care less about all that because I don't think I think that's all movie fun stuff. Um, but how they're actually acting and maybe some history about the stuff that makes it creepy or kind of fun. I like watching the wrestlers outside of the ring. Rhea and Dom just kept complaining. Like, I thought we were wrestlers. Hmm. Like, they were freaked out about some of the stuff. Like, yeah, it's really cold in here. And they're like, well, there's no air conditioning and there's no like window. There's no like, why would it be cold in here? It's like middle of the summer. Like, yeah, 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 it's all freaky. So I thought it was yeah, kind of ghost huntery. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's exactly what it was. And I'm on, I'm, I really felt off that ghost hunter stuff a while ago, but this was just fun to see it through the wrestlers' kind of prism, I guess. Next thing I know, Rizzo's going to be like, hey, we should start a Ghost Hunters podcast. I really got into it after watching D- Dirty Dom. <laughs> Can we, is there a way to, to do an anti um, Ghost Hunters podcast? What do you mean anti? We just shit on Ghost Hunters? Exactly. We just try to like prove how they're faking everything all the time. Like, I still remember one thing that messed me up. I wouldn't say messed me up, but it was just like years ago. It showed this thing where like they put, uh, a little sensor down the hallway and they shot a laser th- at it and depending on what frequency you listen to that laser hitting that mark will make it sound almost like footsteps so like if someone's not looking or anything and there's not you can just make it sound like someone's walking in the room or whatever and that really turned me off of how easy it is to like fake some of the sounds and movement and all this oh, stuff. Yeah. And then of course, just like natural editing, you know, like, and that, yeah, yeah. So then, and then I par- wouldn't know anything about that. Paranormal activity movie was like cool, but like knowing how, you know, that was a movie, but it's just, it's crazy. Yeah. So that's it's at the same time. I was, I can still be entertained by how goofy some of the stuff is. So if we want to go hardcore that way, I can maybe do it. It's the exact opposite of this podcast. We're trying to stay as positive as possible, talk about all the stuff we like, and that would be like, this is all stuff I don't like about that stupid podcast. <laughs> so wrestling. Yeah, let's get back to wrestling. I'll bring it back by saying, uh, you know, I was catching, like, I've gotten back into, uh, you know, listening to the boys over at Wrestle Talk, and this past week, I, I think I may have picked up from them that there was the whole hoopla, the rumors, the rumor mill turning, saying that Osprey might go to WWE. And to that, I scoffed. That's why I got back into it. I was like, what? Get out of here. I got to hear what's going on here. And it, it, it is just the rumor that he's going to be a free agent. So he could go anywhere. And it's like, he's not going to WWE. 
my response, I I only bring it up because I, I said in our group chat, because I thought about it, I was like, yeah, I can't wait for that interview where they'll be like, so are you thinking going to WWE? And then Osprey's just going to turn to the camera. And he's going to go, bluff, and then walk away. Yeah, I I can't, I wouldn't say I can't agree with you more. I, I agree with you strongly. I mean, there is a small possibility that he could end up there. And that's just me being as nuanced as possible and not sure. having a hot take of not going like, He's definitely not going to that place. Yeah, if you Doctor Strange and view all million and one different possibilities out there, there's one where he does go. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but let's get real. There's a there's an environment primed for him to just integrate into, and he's going to go to AEW, if anything. It's going to be like the Jay White situation. Oh, where's he going to go? Obviously, AEW. I'll push back on that one because I think that there was a chance that he would have, Jay White could have gone to WWE with different politics of who ownership was. And it's not a one-to-one comparison. You're right. But the fact that AEW have almost laid out the red carpet for Osprey already in all of the matches where they've already worked with him, as long as they pretty much just give him the bag, why would, not expect, now. <laughs> why would they not expect to continue to do It's not like they're going to bury him now that he's on the roster. Like, they're going to continue. Like, they allowed him to beat Kenny Omega. You know what I mean? Like, what else do you want as like as good faith of, like, we're going to treat you well in this company? Yeah. We didn't send you out also on your Jericho. back. He's just beating up all the greats in AEW. Yeah, we're not sending you out on your back. But at the same time, and I'll throw the small possibility up there because it's hot, Impact, rebranding the TNA, getting some more money and changing some stuff and being a little hot right now, there's a possibility that they can be like, it's going to be all you. You know now what? We're going to throw it behind you. Hats um, off to you, TNA, if you can snag that white whale. Well, think about this. Of that, To me, if that would have been brought up a few months ago, it probably would have been like laughable. Yeah. But, now but because it's hot, like, you're saying it. <laughs> with Tiffany Fatu going over there, with how hot the... Uh, Women's division is talked about over there. The fact that they've had um, the brand change and how recently he has already worked with them at the last pay-per-view, having a great match with Mike Bailey, that's just another reason for them to be like, you've already worked with us as well, so let's continue to do that, and you can be part. Of, you can be our big guy. You can be our whale. And that's that's like... A while ago, I don't think that was possible, but they've already kind of started to show the same thing that AEW did working with them. Yeah, it'd be very good for TNA if they can get him, so that's why. Good luck. But yeah, I think we all know where he's leaning. Oh yeah, he's going to go to AEW and challenge Sting in his farewell match. Hopefully, Tony Khan will throw the bag at him. And Um, And then Flair will jump him from behind. Well, I honestly... Let's jump into the nation of speculation here. Let's dip our toes. What are some fun uh, matches that, or match that you would like to see with Mr. Osprey in AEW that we really haven't gotten yet? Because mm. I think, I think that where we're going right now, you can keep him as a heel mm-hmm. and have him wrestle the face MJF that we have right now. Because we'll be all aboard. That's cheering for MJF and hating on the foreigner. Honestly, without being a step down, that's that's the only option I see for me. You you had to put that filter on because I was going to say Cassidy Osprey, too. Well, yeah, they can start him off just being the hot thing and wrestling people mm-hmm. before he gets to an actual belt thing. But outside but of right, that, who else? Cassidy I, I mean, belt I've... already, so. Has he fought Moxley? I don't think he has, but I, I guess I don't care to see him fight Ooh, Moxley. That'd be cool. Yeah, I, but I don't know. That doesn't entice me. That's that's not one I'm I'm really caring about. Um, yeah. See, you know, it's just like after that, it's kind of hard to think of some people that I would be excited for. Maybe Claudio. You know, he surprised me this past week. Um, he was in a match recently. Uh, was it Collision? And he was in like a multi man. He was in a tag match. On collision, I bet. And uh, who he was paired with, I was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see those two duke it out. Well, now I'm going blank as well. I thought there was something going on with Claudio and New Japan 
or he might be going after a belt from them on some show. So that's just kind of cool with Claudio getting getting the rub in other companies of showing how awesome he is. E. Sorry, I'm looking for that match he was in. Trying to get the the right tag partners for the match that Claudio Castagnoli was in. Sorry, repeat that again. You were trying to get the the correct tag partners for Claudio Castagnoli and the match he was in. Yeah, yeah, but I'm 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 losing it, so we can move past it. So yeah, sticking with MJF, I guess we were gonna talk about MJF. Uh, oh no, that's the end. We can we can get all over there. We can dance we can, around. We can let's talk about around. MJF. You brought it up. Let's let's talk about our boy. MJF's got a lot going on. He does. He just had an awesome match, I think, with Kenny Omega. This segment was kind of supposed to touch on the fact that it feels very unorthodox with how they're treating MJF. Because uh, right now, he's just got a lot of competitors coming at him. He almost feels like the Judgment Day. Or, well, he feels like he's being a- assaulted by uh, Seth Rollins. He feels like Seth Rollins because of Judgment Day coming at him from all sides. But this isn't a faction that's coming after MJF. It's just the entire f- roster. Like I wonder, as much as it might seem that way, I can't say it's the plan with the way Adam Cole is on the shelf. And I'd like to think that like there are so many other things that would be going differently if Adam Cole was there to fight different battles with different people and MJF would have to be concentrated over here, but then his friend needs him over here. Well, I'll come right out and say it. I mean, Samoa Joe, I'm shocked they're bringing him back. Why can't he just chill out and, like, wrestle around for a bit? I guess that's just the way Samoa Joe is wired right now. And that makes sense for him. Like, he's But on booking standpoint, that's this is what I mean, is that, like, while MJF is feuding with Jay White for full gear, he has Samoa Joe and... Recently, Kenny Omega, uh, Wardlow. Well, I guess uh, like the thing that Powerhouse Hobbs. They none of them sound like Like, ham-fisted as we have said in the past. They are all like to me. They all work naturally. Like yes, like Samoa Joe. No, that's that's the beauty of this. A rematch. They're not all just looking for a rematch or a shot at the title. They all have individual stories that make everything work. It's not just look at everyone coming after the belt and they all want a chance. No, mm-hmm. we got well, – who did you say first? We had Samoa Joe looking for his rematch. No, Jay White, I said. Okay, Jay White he threw himself into. He got the yeah, ma- he, he gave him the match because he pissed the him few. off and he rubbed his the wrong way because MJF doesn't want to wrestle for his belt. He never wants to wrestle. But yeah. he threw himself in the in the ring because of this. Samoa so Joe wants his damn terms, rematch. In traditional terms, that's the feud here. MJF versus Correct. Jay White. They set it for full gear. Fine. Have them dick around until full gear or something, you know? We have uh, um, and Samoa, Samoa Joe. Joe wanting his rematch. We have Kenny Omega and MJF teasing him that I don't want you to beat my record streak of being the longest champion with the belt, so I want to wrestle you for the title to end your streak in a random awesome match. Cool. I really, that works. I really like that. That yeah, that was like a believable storyline. I was like, yeah, why not? You know, especially when you got like a couple days to book it. People that could be unhappy or happy about how it works, but it works. <laughs> I, I will Hobbs say, though, is... you would think that you play your hand with that, though. Because, again, the feud is Jay White versus MJF. And unless Correct. you're trying to pull a fast one, you know, there's no way Kenny Omega is going to win that. You also got Hobbs coming after because he kind of brustled uh, Don Callis away. So Hobbs is just using his big muscle coming after him like, this is what you're going to have to deal with if you're not on our side. So mm-hmm. it's just some dude looming over him. You're not even for the title. Just like you, you're not on my team right now. So screw you. So that's yeah. just some guy he's got to deal with. So that's to just, me, like it's not everyone going. I should be the champ, and he does. He sucks. And then someone else going. I lost to him last week. No, I should be the champ. Like everything works. It's all. I don't think it's. It's all cool. It all makes sense. 
It is well done by AEW, which is why I wanted to say it haunted me. Just honking it for the for the guy at the top of the card, Mister MJF. And yeah, yeah. Uh, do we have it anywhere there to talk about talk about the Hollywood hunk? Uh, well, we could bring up the Hollywood hunk if you'd like. Because I think there are some people unhappy with the fact that now the fact that he's finally on TV, that he's not wrestling MJF for the title, and he's not instantly at the top of the card. Well, that's a not, bit not of a stretch. In your, uh, just but... joking that they're not competing seriously for a title belt. Where I'm just happy our boy, the hunk, is on TV, and that's all I wanted to point. I'm just happy that we get some TV time for the hunk. Allow me to put this into perspective for the honkers at home. Mister Rizzo is so fan- is so elated that Hollywood Hunk wasn't even able to get past a one movement symphony from Wardlow. And then afterwards proceeds to get his ass beat by Miro. <laughs> that one was just a, oh no, don't open that door. Uh, that one was just like, you can't catch a break, my man. <laughs> Kick him while he's down. But that's a good move by him to go to CJ. I was like, oh man, is he going to get through to her? <laughs> Miro was right there and I was like, oh, I should have seen this coming. Yeah. Hunk, I want to call him and just be like, don't go, don't open that door. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we can jump in the niche, and we can talk about the fact that maybe Here's, if you get here. beat up too much, here, 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 you're not. No, I'm coming to the defense of all oh, people bitching about him not fighting MJF. Get him a better matchup. Have him fight. Who's on the mid card these days? Help me out. Giving you a story. I was giving you a story. Here. Okay, fine. I was gonna say that maybe he continues to get beat up. Maybe at one point he finds two people that beat him up in particular. You know, a tag team. So he has to go find a partner to wrestle against that tag team. And uh, I don't know. He might know someone that's in the biz that can come and help him be a partner. Have him fight the work horsemen. Somebody from that team. You can build a storyline of like, if you want to get ahead, you're going to have to beat your friends. The horsemen, the the work horsemen can do it. What I'm saying is that's a match more his speed. This one is he's obviously going to get squashed, and he's a jobber on Dynamite. It was like, man. You don't want him to become a, a legit tag team? The hunk? Yeah. No, I don't want him to be a tag team. I want him to fight for a belt. You've got the IC belt. you got the, uh, well, actually, you only have the two, right? The IC belt and the, no, the TNT belt. Yeah. Or the, okay. the world title. I, I still think. I'm happy with the guy getting TV time, and you give him a two, and our other give him friend, a two movement symphony. Give him two suplexes him at least, please. For a singles title, and I'm Just, saying what's realistic for the guy would be an awesome tag team with someone that he knows that also has blonde hair. Mr. So Rizzo's, Mr. Rizzo's, like you should just be like. Uh, Here's a hypothetical. Like I take my son and I go here, go play, uh, go play some softball or baseball or whatever, little league, right? And then he comes back with two broken legs, and Mister Rizzo's over here being like, "At least he got the screen time. You should be happy for that." That those are not equivalent whatsoever. I'm just saying, you get he 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 deserves better. He deserves better. Yeah, and it's I- better than being Wardlow's bitch. Okay, I don't, we're not going to see. I don't think you're picking up what I'm putting down at all with the hunk. And you're saying you're I'm, happy he's there, that he's on the main brand. And yeah, you're right. That, I'm happy no, that, that he's getting tossed around by some of the really awesome wrestlers that we know, as opposed to somebody else we don't, or not on TV. In a squash match. But he's on TV. I don't care. Multiple I do. times. I do. I, hope I want him to get a better match. Because then he turns into an awesome tag team with his brother. Because here. Because you know why? What I just saw the hunk go through, we're not going to see him for a month. He's not going to be on Dynamite anymore. He's going to go away for a bit, shuffle around in some, like, maybe Ring of Honor or I don't know, whatever, and then he'll come back again when they need a jobber to get squashed again. It's just going to be a vicious cycle that will rinse and repeat with the hunk. We're not anywhere on the same page with this, so let's let's talk about something else. (laughs) Hey, you brought this up. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... There's no way... That we're not going to get serious about this. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I was Let's just defending my boy Spence. Yeah, I know. I know. Let's talk about some other controversial stuff. How about how about Sting and Ric Flair? 
It's staying. We're finally getting there after three transition possibilities. We made it, fam. I'm not. I'm terrible today with picking up on the clues. I know. I got to be a little bit more direct with you. It's all good. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. So, what about Sting and Flair? What do you want to say, Mister Rizzo? I was not a fan of this. This is old news, but it's not old for us. The fact that that we're working on fixing that Sting is just upset, upsetting. Yeah, a bit. Sorry, just saying. It's is it not upsetting to you? Well. The fact that we've already kind of, I guess, with, I here it go. My personal thought on how I'm slowly starting to get upset with Mr. Khan, Tony Khan out there, of Too making good. announcements sound cooler and whatever than they, than they need to be. And I think I've given them the longest rope possible compared to a lot of other people. So... When I hear Tony Schiavone also try to make it just as cool, I'm like, oh, don't do that to Tony. He's like, I know what he did, and no one has ever done this before. For I'm like, they just brought somebody on stage that he used to work with. I don't, okay. Did he, and then I don't know how creepy you want to get with it. He bought, he bought Ric Flair for him. So we're talking about like, what, what does he get to, what was in an auction and he Had has to like way with him clean clean his house for two hours like what it what is what? this i have Cameron no Grimes idea situation like i butler. don't understand <laughs> to me it was just kind of like cool the yeah. guy gets to be here he gets to be a part of it um have it be one wow. backstage segment where we get hey cool i surprise you you're here the fact that it's just like this big on-screen thing where you give the dude a live mic and then I don't know. Just questionable Let's for get him. Ready maybe to rumble, right? Did I say it right? It yeah. Just, I don't know. Well, I'm glad you're starting to come around because, yeah, that's the problem. It's like, what is his purpose here? I had uh, alerted or I had uh, said to you guys in group chat that my initial impression was I thought he was going to wrestle him. Like, why else would you bring him around? Like, what does that mean? You, It's his gift to him. Is it a dream match? Is that what it is? The gift is the dream match? That's what I thought. Because they're really leaning into that since Wrestle Dream is all the these dream matches are happening. So, I mean, I didn't think it was that big of a logical leap to assume that he was going to wrestle him. Also, it gives Sting somebody to wrestle more his speed so he doesn't have to jump off of fucking tables and stuff anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're getting out of the match. But we even well, to get his farewell. But like I said, just them hyping up enough of like, we're going to give you this cool gift. And it's just like, this dude. Like, how is that awesome? Like, yeah. how, this guy that you know when you worked with and it's kind of emotional, it's kind of cool. But like, he's here. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, it's. I don't know. They're, they're making some announcement today on Wednesday. That disappointed me. To this. They're making some another announcement. I don't know what it is. It was TK's making a huge announcement. Stay yeah, like, tuned. My, my guess, without reading into stuff, I'm hoping it has to do with some like streaming service, or I can start watching stuff somewhere. Because at the same time, like as a guy, I think who's bought every single pay per view from AEW, and who's owned the network from WWE since 2017, mm-hmm. I would really prefer to not have to buy more than four pay per views a year. If they're going to continue to run one like every month or every other month, give me a way to just buy one streaming service so I don't have to do that. Yeah. So that's my hope. I have no clue. Fingers crossed. But that would be I real need, great. I love the show. I bought a house now. I can't be spending $50 those, every month for the pay Yeah, those $50 a pop add up, man. Yeah. You can you can almost buy breakfast for that. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's keep it going. What else, anything on... Do you want to talk about anything about AEW, or you want to just keep on going with some WWE stuff this week? Well, we spent a lot of time on AEW, but a parting comment, I just want to say, I heard news that Danielson has a broken orbital bone from wrestling Okada. That man just can't catch a break. He's two for two fighting Okada. Maybe he should stop fighting Okada. Yeah, yeah, that might. It's not going to happen. I mean, they're they're going to have an awesome match in at Wrestle Kingdom, so I can't wait for that to happen. That's Here's hoping they don't go three for three. 
well, that's the way you want to go out. <laughs> it's true. He's, <laughs> he's coming up on his uh, his year go home tour. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It might get you to stay up till two or three in the morning just to see him get injured and be his last match. Yeah, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch that live. Not that he's going to get injured, and I just meant that it'll be his last match. Not that you're going sure. out to see a car crash. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Uh, let's see. I talked about the Halloween House of Horrors for for WWE. Yeah, uh, yeah. What else do you want to talk about? Well, I my highlight on wrestling this week, honestly, is LA Night. Yeah. Uh, just. Man, that this not only the segment because it was the promo I think that started the show, um, but just the 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 storyline throughout the show. It wasn't a lot other than the promo, but it's just I'm I'm digging it. I love the way LA Knight's talking to him. Is what I want to say. Let me talk <laughs> to him. Basically saying that he's up on his level, whether Roman believes any of that BS, and he's probably gonna show us like the Great White Hype movie. For the for the honkers at home, basically Roman Reigns comes out to start the show, and then L.A. Knight cuts it out his uh, entrance music, and I just love looking at Roman being like, "Who the fuck is this what guy?" Is and then cool. L.A. Knight doesn't even look at him; just walks straight past me, like, "Excuse me, sir, they're here for me." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh, immediately, I was just hand in my face. I was like, "Oh, I love the way he's then they have the table set up where they're going to sign the contract. LA Knight sits at the head of the table. Even like Paul Heyman's like trying to be like, um, uh, excuse me, that's the trial. He's like, it's my seat now. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's and put over so much. Awesome. And my favorite. The last thing I'll say. I'm sorry, Mr. Rizzo. Th- th- this, this honked me. Uh, he just goes, from where I'm sitting, it looks like I'm at the head of the table. So you should acknowledge me. <laughs> <laughs> the audacity that LA Knight has is palpable and I love it. I wonder what the crowd overseas is going to do to LA Knight. <laughs> and I also wonder what Roman Reigns is going to do to him once they're finally in the ring. Um I mean I do not think they're going to shock the world. No, I don't. So think the so. way this is so actually hyped. Do you know the movie I'm talking about with the old school? It's called The Great White Hype. Oh, no. It's an old boxing movie with one of the Waynes brothers. Okay. And it's an, the awesome champ who's this black dude who's kind of out of shape. And they try to get a white dude to wrestle, to fight against him. Mm-hmm. And they you know, try to get the, the big match between the black guy versus the white guy. And they... The guy actually thinks he's going to win. And then as soon as he gets into the ring, even though that the guy's like out of shape and not ready, he's like, you realize I'm the effing champ here, right? And just beats the crap out of him. And it's just, it's over real quick. This ain't no mistake. Yeah. Bam. Just, like, did you not know I'm the effing champ? No. Awesome. Damn. This is, this is done. Yeah. So that's what's going to happen. That's what Roman's going to do to LA Knight, I think. That's my prediction for Crown Jewel. And that's what I love about this is like, even though it's obviously he's not going to win, I'm like, I just, you know what? I'm entertained. I'm sports entertained by what you're showing me right now. Yeah, we keep, we keep, I keep looking at this the other way of not uh, LA Knight winning because of how much the title has been built up with Roman. It's about Roman losing than it is about the person winning the title. So, I mean, damn, that'd be. That'd be be shocking the world. Yeah, I was trying to think of what. I don't know. I was trying to think of what Uso he fought because uh, his 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 bone that they threw him was that he beat Jimmy tonight for so he could get momentum going into the uh, the pay per view. But that's yeah, that's as high as he's going to get right now is beating Jimmy of the Bloodline. Yeah, I mean, I I I mean, I don't think this is going to be it. I mean, that could they can see them cheating and then. Having no. this rematch somewhere remember, else. Remember, remember, I've but... been saying it. I'm going to say it again. The Rock needs to take it from Roman oh, at WrestleMania. Okay. We're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> I'm just saying he beats Triple H's record in uh, January. So plenty of time for him to beat that record. And then, oh, whoops, I uh, lost it to The Rock because I didn't expect him to show up at WrestleMania. That was some nation. Let's talk about some tag teams. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Take it away, Mr. Rizzo. Tag teams are hot. We can talk about this a couple different ways, but I'm going to talk about both ways first, and then you can take it from here. Both ways. Yeah, I like doing it both ways. (laughs) I just did not – I have not seen it in so long, and I was just so happy that we had multiple awesome tag team matches on TV that didn't involve the titles. And it was like, oh, this this doesn't this doesn't normally normally this happens just like once and then it's over. It's just some random gimmick match and then it's it. But like we had two really awesome tag matches that had really good, I would say, storytelling. They they like booking for both for tag teams for whatever. And take it away, which which one you want to go first? You know, we got I'm gonna say that both names we had DIY and we got Creed Bros. So uh, yeah, which one which one did you have more fun with? DIY for sure. I just posted in our group chat and I'll just, I'll, for the honkers at home, I'll read what I wrote in my notes for the DIY versus Imperium match. It's happening. We finally made it. <laughs> in oh my God, all it's caps. happening. Oh my God, it's happening. Yep. Yeah, just like I just, when I watched that match, I just immediately saw that and I was just like, I saw them working together as a team and it just took me back, took me back to the black and gold days and I was like, yes. It's happening! <laughs> yeah, speaking of black and gold, that's pretty much all Halloween Havoc Night 1 and 2 was. Hell yeah. I mean, they brought back the music, the, 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 new, the new Year, uh, I think it was called, or New Year's Day, I think is a band. That's the metal, hardcore start that they had for Halloween Havoc. So same thing like black and white, black and yellow. Um, now, I just want to make a... Re- uh, so during this match... It made me think of how you were talking about, I think it was Kevin Kelly. I may be mistaken, but one of the collision announcers, and I think it was Kevin Kelly, how he was selling the wrestler by telling his backstory during the match. I think it was Nigel, but Kelly done a few things. Samoa Joe versus that one guy from ROH. Do you remember? William Mack. Oh, yeah, that was Nigel McGinnis. Nigel, fine. Whatever. The person is irrelevant. The point I'm getting at is that I don't feel like they did DIY justice. You know, uh, I hate to say it, you know, Cole and uh, is it Cole or who's on our, who's on the raw announce desk? Whoever was on the announce desk. Which I don't feel like Cole and Wade Barrett. Uh, yes. No, that's Smackdown. That's Smackdown. Oh, anywho, if you only would have said, I'm afraid I got some bad news for you. That's Smackdown. Anyway, go on. Damn. Sorry. I'm. No, I'm having a user error on my end here. Anywho, um, they just didn't yeah, do them just, justice with building them no. up with how how awesome they were as a tag team, what they did in NXT and all that crap. They're just like, eh. yeah, it was just oh, they tagged in, in NXT before. Here's their signature move, and it's like, okay, who gives a shit? You know, and I guess maybe that's because they don't like all they have to say is NXT. You know, they don't have to sell it and be like, oh, this is a legitimate like wrestling thing. It's like, yeah, of course, it's fucking NXT. It's our brand. Well, not that that they would ever diminish. Sorry, not that they would ever diminish what they've done on NXT. But some of their main feuds as DIY, because both of them, for how long they were in NXT, had amazing singles runs. But they've also had a lot of tag team matches. With people who are no longer in the company. So it's not like, hey, look at this awesome video package with the revival. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Why don't you look at Authors of Pain? Um, uh, wait, uh, you know, like, they yeah. had some really awesome matches with people just note there, so they can't use those as, like, remember this. It's but, as if they didn't exist. <laughs> and some of the awesome stuff that they did in the singles matches, it's like, Hey, you remember this match you had with Andrade? Or you remember this match you had with um, Malachi Black? Um, like, so it's yeah. really tough to maybe talk to their backstory, as yeah. awesome as it all is, because WWE doesn't <laughs> want good, to acknowledge outside of what happens in wrestling. So yeah. that's my point. That's my guess for those guys. Uh, and, and despite this, I'll say they did end up throwing him a bone. They, uh, the DIY won with what I'm coining the DIY trigger. Ooh. Yeah, I, I didn't okay. know what the name of the move was. And I don't think they said it. He just goes, oh, that's their iconic move. 
Yeah, not well, gonna even... say the name of it. <laughs> I actually forgot what it's called. Right? I didn't either, but I was just like DIY or for no purposes. I was like DIY trigger. I mean, it, it they, they do the knee attack. That's pretty You're much right. what it Scaliber is. Scaliber would have told us. Yep. You're right. So good on right. them. You know what? Hooray! The boys are back in town. So how about you, Mister Rizzi? You want to take the other one? Oh, Creed Rose. I was just more happy for Ivy Nile uh, because I was not sure if she was going to get called up. If she didn't, I thought that she was going to get lost in the women's division and not really do much for a while. So I hope that she comes up and she can be the fact that they instantly put them with Alpha uh, Academy. Alpha Academy, and you have someone for her to interact with right away made it work so great. So I was yes. so happy with that. And I don't know, you haven't seen a ton of the Creed Bros, but what did you think about the Creed Bros? It was a good debut. I honestly these. These two matches were booked really well, and I applaud them for that. Uh, I mean, yeah, Creed Bros gets the win. Very shocking. Um, I just have some notes here because it was like this was just after the Ricochet match, and I was just like rolling my eyes for that match because Ricochet's back to the status quo of mid-carding, doomed to the mid-card forever. <laughs> and so like, I compared Alpha Academy to them being like they've been – it's. And it, it's weird. So I say that about Ricochet, but I look at Alpha Academy and they're kind of in the same boat. Like they're just on the mid card, but they're a good like faction to elevate talent. And that's what they did in this match. And they, it wasn't just like overtly like we're pushing, you know, we're, you know, selling that they're just a great tag team. Like it was a good match too. It was just like, it was a good way to showcase their moves. I like their finisher, the Brutus ball. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. Brutus ball is really awesome. I like the way, um, uh, Brutus, no, not I like the way he comes into the ring. Um, he crawls into notice. the ring when he up the stairs and he oh. kind of walks on his knuckles. Yeah, okay, I did notice that. I was like, Julius, what the fuck are they doing? and then yeah, and he kind of rolls into the ring. Julius really shined with how great his wrestling ability was against Gable. It was really awesome, and it yeah. instantly I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, they really have done anything they need to do in in NXT. This is I. They're gonna have some fun here. This was so, honestly a perfect matchup for them. Like you said, they even had the like you said uh, with the who was the female wrestler? Sorry, I Ivy Nile. Ivy Nile. Yeah, she had something to instantly plug her into the brand. Not hey, I'm awkwardly supporting these dudes. You know, in her also for her. You can tell how happy she was. She was like overtly smiling the entire time I saw her on screen. It was nice. really cool. So, like I said, I'm happy for the call up. It was really awesome. More from Creed Bros. Fingers, yeah, thumbs up. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see. We did Crown Jewel a little bit. We did. We did Creed Bros. Uh, I can't think of much else on the on the WWE at the moment. No, not much happened. I hate to say it. Like we're gonna get some daytime wrestling. You, what are you doing for the crate for the Crown Jewel? You're gonna be able to watch it. Probably not, because that is a significant date in my life. Oh, what? I don't know what it could be. Oh, I don't know. Maybe my anniversary. <laughs> No, isn't that the isn't that uh, the fifth? It is the fifth, but isn't like that weekend. Sunday? Okay. Anywho, you it's just mess- it's- I'm having a party on Sunday, and you were messing me up with the date because I was at your wedding, and I'm like, I thought your wedding was the fifth, and I actually think that that's the day I'm having the party, and yeah. that's Sunday. Did I tell people the wrong date to come to my? All house? I'm saying is I might. We'll see. My plans are kind of ethereal, and we're we're. We're just trying to plan a low-key weekend to do stuff. So, well, if it's anniversary weekend and you're busy, that's that's cool. You do your thing. It's just not a normal pay-per-view time. So yeah. sometimes the fact that it's on at one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday means you can just kind of put it on and clean up around the house and just kind right. of you know. Do your chores. It's also, it, it's also the Saudi Arabia event. Which also, we can plan think something in the evening. It'll be over by then. But yeah, like that. Well, that's what makes it a little different with the one o'clock showing. Um, you know, yeah. I'm actually 
excited for other reasons of things that happen in the afternoon with the awesome band that I love, Goose, starts their European tour on Friday, and they're going to be live streaming, I think, 12 different shows on the on the app Nugs.net so I can watch them. And it's on at like 2 in the afternoon on Friday when they live stream in Paris because of the time difference. So that's going to be awesome. I can watch all the concerts in the afternoon or when I get home from work. Uh, so that's pretty badass. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, but, yeah, like I said, uh, the rest of the stuff on wrestling was kind of eh, just kind of pushing the status quo. We'll get to some more hot on stuff on that. Brands. Yeah. We'll get to the, the more stuff with the... Uh, well, actually... Uh, with Crown Jewel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, I, uh, an honorable mention as a parting comment here. Um, I was reminded of Chelsea Green. She was on Raw fighting uh, Natalia in a Halloween street fight. Oh, did you like uh, how much? Oh, yeah. We didn't get to any of that match, actually. That's some Halloween not. fun stuff. Did you well, like Well, the match too? was meh. Yeah, you can there's some stuff in the match you can mention, but what about her outfit and her costume and um, the gimmicks were on point. For yeah. for what the match was supposed to be, it was a good match and I want to make mention of that. The wrestling not so great, but and and this is this is how when watching that, initially I was like this is not a great match and then I'm like I mean, it's supposed to be a gimmicky match. It's just random hoopla happening you get the duncan for apple bob and for apple stuff and you know constant distractions and whatnot it plays to chelsea green because that way she doesn't have to wrestle as much and use chaos to help her but uh get scared and drop the pumpkin on her head michael cole had some good one-liners it was just like he was he was just rapid firing them on all these uh, just different stuff happening in the match it was great i i I, I don't have one to, to rifle off to you. I'll edit one in here. Ichabod Crane would be proud. And then, uh, but it was just constantly that. It was fantastic. I liked Piper Nevin just dressed as Natalia's oh father. Oh, God. Yes. Like, and Michael Cole said he looked like somebody, but he wasn't, he, was, like, he wasn't trying to identify him. He said somebody else, and I forgot who it was. I'll edit that in here. Wait a minute. The hats come off. She looks more like Wolfgang from NXT now. She was dressed as Jim the Anvil Nightheart, mm-hmm. you know, Natty's dad. And then um, Chelsea as... Um, she was a devil. Nightheart. What was that? She was a devil. There was a promo prior to their match where she was dressed up like a devil, and then she changed into whatever that match was. Oh, I don't remember her dress as the devil, but that could be true, too. She had two costumes, when, that's all. Uh, that, that's when you said, what, what did she go as? I was like, which one? <laughs> then we also had... Natalia as Catwoman, and she looked pretty good as Catwoman. That looked awesome. Yeah, I give a it fan. a thumbs up. I'd listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that 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 is it. That is all I got. You got out of there for our allotted time. Well, well, we got we got we got uh, we got some more Halloween Havoc recap, baby. Keep that spoopy season going. Shotzi and Scarlet dive into the NXT parking lot. Drive into the NXT parking lot, which is already pretty scary. In the Acto One and dressed as Ghostbusters. Who are you gonna call? Straight off their Raw debut, the Creed Bros take on Garza and Carrillo in a tables, ladders, and scares match. Even though Julius took a beating, the Creed Bros come out on top. The Fire Witches, Alba Fire and Ilya Dawn, join Shotzi and Scarlet as hosts and talk about the cursed tag titles. Dirty Dominic came out with Mommy in handcuffs and fuzzy boots to face Nathan Frazier. Rhea let him loose, but helped out with a distraction so Dom could keep his title. Post-match, Wesley is here and wants a shot at the North American Championship. Lexus King is in his chair for an interview, and I'm bored. I miss Brian Pillman Jr. Finals of the Women's Breakout Tournament between Kalani Jordan and Lola Vice. Electra Lopez distracted. The ref and Lola Vice got the victory. Yep. Carmelo Hayes and Ilya Dragunov had a classic battle for the NXT title. Trick Williams showing up causes Bellow to be, you guessed it, distracted. And Dragunov comes out on top 
But after the match, as Mello and Trick stare at each other down, Baron Corbin attacks Dragonoff backstage. But it's Halloween, and we need more spooky things. Throughout the show, we see Gnome Dar and the rest of the Metaphor dressed as Scooby-Doo characters. Shaggy, Daphne, Velma, and Scooby walk through a haunted house to find the Heritage Cup. After a few zombies and other scary things attack the Metaphor, Gnome Dar finds the cup. But Tazawa will not give it up without a match for the Heritage Cup next week. Gnome Dar agrees, and then the zombies eat him. Happy Halloween! So, th- does he still have the match, or is he dead now? Because he's going to zombies. The zombies were kind of around, or the ghouls were kind of around, and Tazawa was just, like, holding the cup, and he gave it to him. And he's just like, I want a match for the cup. And then he's like, Okay, you can have it. And he's like, all right, now eat him. And then they just, uh, it was kind of comedic or whatever. That, that falls away. Well, yeah, that's how he doesn't get the shot. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, it was kind of fun seeing him go through the haunted house throughout the show and doing a little creepiness on there. Um, the one thing that was disappointing on XT that I didn't even talk about was last week they had Tiffany Stratton on the show and Fallen Henley came on the show dressed as Tiffany Stratton. And did an exact personation uh, and just kind of like threw it in her face. So it's like, it's Tiffy time. Um, You can go now. And threw it in her face. And they were supposed to have a match. And Tiffany Stratton beat her up and knocked her into the pole before the match can start. And it, they didn't have a match. And I was like, well, oh, that, uh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, what else you got, sir? I'm just glad you confirmed for me what I thought I saw on like a advert for NXT. Brian Pillman Jr., huh? Well, he's been on there. They, they've been teasing him with the yeah. It's uh, I was like, hey, for a little while. You know, good to see him getting work after uh, Julia Hart broke up the band. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he made his debut last week as Lexus King with his chair. But I'm not really feeling it. It see, seems a little, I don't know. I don't See, I don't Mr. Know. Rizzo, I can be excited for people just getting exposure. <laughs> Good on you, Brian Pillman. I'm happy that he's in XT. I'm just saying his character, it, I don't like, like, you're calling him the character he doesn't want you to talk about. He does no. not want you to mention his name. He said his father's dead. That's not the guy who raised him. And who is Lexus he? King, his, he's Lexus King. Oh, okay, my bad. That's what I'm saying. Lexus King, and he's, and. I don't like his character as Lexus King already. I wish he was just the natural Brian Pillman Jr. and we would use that and move through it. But the whole point is him trying to make a new name for himself as completely separate so people well, maybe, don't say that name and think about it anymore. And I don't know if this is going to work. We'll see. Well, maybe when he falls flat on his face, he'll, he'll you know, get a clue. <laughs> Again, and last week I said that as much as I'm not sure about his character, I liked his wrestling and I liked his finisher. So, like, I just think that there's something a little... I was hoping NXT gives him the venue to perform such. Yeah, let's see where it goes. Let's see if it changes. But right now, I'm not sure if I'm feeling it. And I might be in the minority with that one for him. But you know what I'm feeling? The Topay! It's our Topay Suicida moment of the week. That is where we tell you something cool in the wrestling community to come out and check out and see in the next coming week or a couple days. I'm going to get that right eventually. I'm going to write it down. I thought it was fine. That was not bad. Do you have your tope? Because thankfully in our pre-show, I've got mine. (laughs) Oh, you're going to steal the one that I... Okay, I'm stealing it. Go ahead. I told you to bring it up. Go ahead, sir. You got it. You got it. I am excited for what has already probably happened... The 69-day reign celebration for the acclaimed as the trio's champs. Excellente. That is happening on Dynamite, which was Wednesday. Yes, yes. I'm not sure. We're going to fix the, that. We're talking you about it. was happening on Collision? Oh, that's right. So it hasn't happened yet. Ha ha! Yeah, if we you had this problem in the pre-show. Friday, you can listen to it tomorrow. Yes, if you tomorrow! To you can see it tonight. Let's go! Collision, not Dynamite. Collision! <laughs> Yes, um, I am going to put over maybe, I don't know, if I want to talk about the actual wrestling, I know it's the NXT, Gnome Dar versus Tozawa in a Heritage Cup match. Um, that will be kind of cool. I- I'm not going to go into the rules of that match. Here's hoping it's, it'll be uh, fun. Tozawa will actually do some wrestling. 
Well, he will. The way that the rest, the way that match works, like there's six rounds that are two minutes each, and you can get a point. I'm not going to do it. You can, if you want, please go check it out. But uh, we also have to put over ESW November seventeenth. We're going to see the steel cage match. We're going to see Gregory Irons. We're going to see some few other people there. Yes, we're going to keep cramming it down your throats until we go. And uh, we're not getting paid for it, but uh, Herbal IQ. Um, the actual legal dispensary on Transit Road in Buffalo. Uh, they hooked me up over the weekend. So, yeah, check them out. Shout out. It's legal. Well, I, I don't mind promoting the legal dispensaries. That's why. Well, Mr. Rizzo, it's been a delight again talking about wrestling. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and, for all, again. and for all the honkers at home, check us out on formerly known as Twitter at Wrestling Honks, also on Blue Sky, at Wrestling Honks. Uh, check us out under the moniker of Honk If You Love Wrestling at YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. And uh, I believe Mr. Rizzo has a preferred way of, via email. Honk If You Love Wrestling at Gmail, please hit me up. Hit me Send up. us an email, we'll get it on the show, whatever you want to say. If you got something you didn't like that we said about your favorite wrestler like the Hollywood Honk, get at me. Send me an email. I'll read it. I'll tell you about it next episode on the uh, next week. You got to change it up. Do some fun things. Talk about some other crazy random things that don't have to do with Halloween. Stay on the lookout for updates. Yeah, honk it like it's hot. Honk. Honk.